Hi, this is Bethany Finger, and you are listening to a Prince Kai Fan Pod bonus episode. Enjoy! We have a lovely transition between we go from red to which got the most songs. We counted it, it had the most. I, I think Midnight came in close second. Because it's the newest one. Because yeah. it's the newest one. But we went from all too all to folklore. And it was the seven-minute interlude. Uh, the seven-minute interlude. No. <laughs> it was the spoken version. It was, a, it was a spoken version of seven as the interlude. And here's the only reason that that, like, tripped me up is because she started with Let's Go Back to the Beginning. And I was ecstatic because I thought it meant we were going back to debut. And as an OG Swifty who started loving her the minute I heard Tim McGraw on the radio when I was 15 years old, I was psyched. And then when she started talking about the Folklore album, my heart plummeted, even though I love that album, because I thought it was going to be debut. We got baited. Because yeah. here's the thing. As, as I said, each era has its own ambience, so things uh-huh. are turning green. Everyone's face is turning green. Yep. You have people like the like I said. Even when she's not on stage, you have the performers on stage doing an amazing thing. So you got the dancers doing a beautiful ballet inspired piece, and you're like, oh my goodness, we're doing like more country, uh, are we? And then you hear yeah. the birds in the background. You hear the birds in the background, and then yeah. the house comes up, and then the house comes up. Yeah. So yeah. So 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 for folklore, we got seven songs. We got the spoken version of seven. We got invisible string. Betty, The Last Great American Dynasty, August, Illicit Affairs, My Tears Ricochet, and Cardigan. <laughs> so, I guess eight songs. I'm sorry. Eight, Unless you eight count songs. Seven, the spoken version of seven. I count it. It's a song. We heard it. It, it counts as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Yeah, I would so agree. So, eight songs from Folklore. That's the most out of all of them. So, for whatever reason, Folklore is her baby for this tour. Um, <laughs> out of all of them, while I think that she picked great songs... Uh, and and while I understand that she had to include all three pieces of the triangle that she was trying to just between like the story of the love triangle that she was trying to tell in the folklore album, I was definitely surprised that my tears ricochet was on there. I was very grateful that illicit affairs was on there, and I was a very I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get a longer version of it, but whatever. And I was genuinely surprised that American Dynasty was on there out of all the songs that she could have done from folklore. So, yeah. So, I guess, agreed with the the whole um, love triangle. I mean, you can't really, like, even if she was to shorten it, uh, shorten that section and put attention somewhere else. I mean, you you can't really sing Betty Without right, without saying without without say, singing about cardigan or singing August, I mean you have to you really have to include one piece or none at, or all pieces or none at all. But I will say I like as as a uh, last great American dynasty stan, um, I will say I think that that one is definitely a perfect at least folklore with if we're going to have the folklore house which was on the stage with the uh with the mossy roof and everything like that if we're gonna have that um that house and kind of everything that folklore kind of embodies then last great american dynasty is probably one of the only songs um on the album that is kind of like a perfect embodiment other than you know what she did give us 
But um, as, like, I just think that that one's just a great song. And the, the dance for that one was really great. I really liked how they incorporated um, uh, the dancer, the dancers in the ballroom into that. They, she actually had one of her dancers um, actually, like, kind of play the part of Rebecca. So she was wearing, like, a fancier dress than everybody else. And she kept making eye contact with Taylor. And they were, like, almost singing. Like, she was almost singing to the dancer kind of a thing at parts. Um, so that kind of... Kind of um, she's, like, the her descendant, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Passing the torch. Passing yeah. the torch. Yeah, which, yeah, which I thought kind of, like, really, like... At least if we weren't going to get a music video for anything that's really on Folklore Evermore, I think that kind of really kind of put a nice little bow on one of those songs as far as having, like, a um, in, a journey. And I'll say, and something, like I said, like, it was very important <clears throat> to have the, the trilogy or the love triangle. Like, she explained, oh, well, this is the one from a boy named James trying to apologize to Betty. Here's the guy got the song from Betty's perspective, which is Cardigan, and then the song from the other girl which people have named Augustine because her mm-hmm. perspective's song is August, which I believe is another cult favorite. Mm-hmm. That yeah. when I remember when Folklore got released, everybody's like, August needs to be released as a single. It needs to, and it never did, but August is another cult favorite. But I'm glad it got its spot. I would say about My Tears Ricochet, just in the same boat as Ruth. Yeah. My, my Tears, I was not expecting My Tears Ricochet to be on there, even though My Tears Ricochet is my favorite from Folklore. I was pleasantly surprised to see it there, but I was still happy. Yeah. It is my favorite from that album, just like American Dynasty is Ruth's favorite, but she did not expect it to be there. Mm-hmm. So then we all got our favorite, because my favorite is Invisible String. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I wasn't yeah. expecting Invisible String neither. So we, we all got our favorite from that album. So And maybe that's because there were seven, sorry, there were eight, eight. songs eight eight. songs from that album. So statistically speaking, percentagely, we were going to get somewhere in there. Nine if one of the surprise songs ends up being from Folklore. Right, that's will... true, if you if you do that. So <laughs> The Fairs, honestly, is... It could have been longer. It's one of my skips, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, no! I know, I know. I said, Don't I said, some, I said something sin for me. I will play once in a while because that bridge, but... She Stop. knows. She knows that she's known for being a bridge queen, mm-hmm. and she and she did shorten illicit affairs by playing the best part, which is the bridge. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. though for me it's not my favorite, it's still I was still there. Don't call me kid, and you know, singing my heart out. Yeah, I was gonna say it was definitely throwing me because it has been a hot minute since I've listened to just folklore, um, and so it did like kind of throw me because from. August, she goes, just, it doesn't feel randomly, but, like, it feels, like, it almost felt like she took a breath, and then she goes into the bridge of illicit affairs, and I definitely questioned myself, at least the second night, I don't know about the first night, but I was like, is this, is this the bridge of August? Did I forget part of the song (laughs) of August? Because I was like, I don't remember this being the words of August, but also, Maybe, maybe I need to listen to August again, but I don't remember this. Mandela effect. And to, to clarify, it's because the transition from August to illicit affairs was meet me behind the mall, and you wanna scream. So yeah. the transition was very unexpected because you go from meet me behind the mall to don't call me kid to my kid right now that you can hear scamp special guest scamp Marcel Finger who is currently outside the door whimpering because he also was surprised by that transition. <laughs> I would say it makes sense though because like I said, she Taylor did explain, oh yeah, Betty is from the perspective of a teenage boy 
James apologizing to Betty. Then we got Cardigan, which is Betty's perspective. And then August is the point of view of Augustine, quote unquote mm-hmm. Augustine, who is the girl who he is, the James, that he is cheating with. And illicit affairs is from the perspective of a woman also helping a man cheat. Yeah. So I really can see why she connected that because she, the August is, you're not mine to keep. This is only temporary to listen to affairs. Like, why would you involve me in your love affair? Like, you are only temporary. Like, you taught me colors I've never seen or whatever. And and so, the versions that we got of My Tears Ricochet and Illicit Affairs both were very, not rock, because folklore is almost incapable of that, that kind of transition, but a much edgier version, if you can believe it, of both of those songs, mm-hmm. especially... My Tears Ricochet, when we got to the bridge, uh, I can go anywhere I want, but not home, we got the inclusion of a lower register electric guitar, a lower level, a lower register bass guitar, and some hella drums. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say, though, about Folklore. It's like my second favorite album, but I'm still so surprised. And I guess we can leave that to the end about distribution. Yeah, about, yeah we'll talk about that. Yes, we know that all the recent albums need time to shine much more than the older ones. I understand that. But even then, between Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight, Ever, uh, Folklore getting eight, eight, nine, if you're going to surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was just going to point out with, um, not that we were, like, any bit, like, upset with the awesome. amount uh, with the amount of songs in folklore but just as a um bethany Surprise. mentioned bethany mentioned uh my tears ricochet kind of being a little bit of a surprise on the um as a as being included and um almost every single era that we've gone through at this point in the concert has included a track five yeah so it does kind of i mean of i mean no taylor no, you have to have a track five. So just as a, like, not including surprise songs or anything like that, we had a track five during Lover. We had a track five during um, Evermore. We had track five in uh, Rep. We had um, track five. We did not have a, obviously we didn't have track five for Fearless. Speak, for Speak Now. Or Fearless. Or Fearless. But, um, but we had it for Red because of All Too Well, and now we're having it here in Folklore. So, so far through every era that we've traveled through, almost, we've, we've at least, we've gotten all these songs, but then we've also gotten a track five. So, like, we're, we're seeing the, 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 almost one of the connecting threads throughout the whole era's tour. Well... Yeah, the invisible frame. Yeah, now you set the moon. Well, I guess I need to say that about folklore. I, I have nothing else to say about folklore. I don't want it to seem like we're complaining. I love folklore. complaining. I love. It, folklore. We're just surprised about the distribution. That's all. Right, that. and we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the very end. I personally loved folklore. I thought it was a great surprise album during the pandemic. I thought it was a lovely genre for her her vo- her vocals and her storytelling and her craft. But I was genuinely surprised by the amount of attention it got during an era's tour. So let's talk about the next. Let's set the mood. Let's set the mood. Everything's again quiet. Because we go from Cardigan. Our last song with folklore is Cardigan. And then everything's darkened. It's quiet. You don't know what's coming next. 1989. And then suddenly you hear a very iconic intro guitar of 
style, which is and then 
that to a crowd of 60,000 people, um, how many years, uh, nine years after its release, like the, it, it can do a lot of things. Okay. It is practically a miracle worker. Um, but I would just like to say like in relativity to like us not having a track five, what we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, all you can do with, was stay, uh, is stay, but is very underrated. And so like, it wouldn't necessarily be a song that you could pick out and say, what album is that on? Okay. Between, between all of the other massive hits. Which right. On, like, if, honestly, I think if she had put that in the set and started playing it, she would have gotten a dead audience in comparison to even, even just Shake It Off, Bad Blood, and, you know, Wildest Dreams. Like, those things because those charted so high, those did so well, like, it's, even though it's a track five and it has meaning for, like, deep cuts and hardcore Swifties, like, it's not going, it's not going to elicit the same response in a crowd. Basically, you might be tired of Shake It Off, but it's not going anywhere. Right. right. You better expect it, just like you better expect Love Story and, and You, you belong, belong With Me. me. In, and in, something we forgot to yeah. mention, and it just occurred to me because we were talking about everybody participating, uh, a couple of my favorite things in music is when there's something outside of the lyrics that everyone does, kind of like the one, two, three, let's go, bitch. For example, in You Belong With Me, it's, you can't sing that song without the clap, right? <laughs> I was really, really, but I was really happy when we got to shake it off and it was like every time it was, it was, it got to that part, it was like we were all clapping. It wasn't just that we were singing and we were shaking it off, it was we did the clap and so yeah, like, and, and I'm not saying we like myself and Ruth and Natalie. I'm talking about sixty thousand people in a stadium full. And yeah, so you might be tired of it. You might be thinking this is not her strongest song. It's not going anywhere because it, it is to date her most successful song. It, in it is, seventeen years, it is her most success in terms of charts. For example, when in during the rap tour, you would think there's no way love story and you belong with me fit into the whole aesthetic of you reputation. Know, reputation. But they yeah. do. But she fit it in there. And she still sung Love Stories and You Belong With Me because she knows and her team knows and everybody knows that those are her songs that made her and they have to be in the set. Um, and because, I mean, yeah, you gotta make that crowd happy. But yeah, we know that 1989 is full of hits. Um, it's gonna make everybody have, like I said, that one mom next to me, she was like, she went from like, I have no idea what this cardigan thing is to take it off, take it off. And you know, and what blank space. And yeah, I don't think we mentioned the ones that got sung. It was. Yeah. I was really yeah. happy about Wildest Dreams because that's my favorite I, from that album. Um, but I want to say really quick because I did mention it briefly that Shake It Off was her most successful song. That's not an exaggeration. It sold 14 million copies. Just that song. One right? song, 14 million, spent 18 weeks at number one. So, yeah, definitely, there's definitely truth to that statement. Yeah, and just as a, like, um, I mean, uh, talking about things that the whole crowd did, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a little bit harder to hear a, a click, but the I'm pretty sure when we all were singing Blank Space that we all did the click. And I'll <laughs> write your name. Yeah, and, and I'll yeah. write your name. So, I mean... Even something as small as, like, that catches on in a crowd that big. I mean, I think one of the best parts in general about Wildest Dreams is, even if it's maybe not your favorite song on the record, or you don't listen to 1989 a lot, and so you don't, you aren't familiar with it, like, 
the whole thing, the whole thing with Wildest Dreams and why everybody kind of had a little bit of a freak out when she re-recorded that, re-recorded that, and oh, the heartbeat, it, and dropped it is because the backing, the backing beat of that is her heartbeat. Like literally, Blondie owns her heartbeat, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it is a big thing, and that was the trans. That's that is the solo transition from. What's the song before it? Uh, shake it off. Shake, shake it off. So, yeah, that is the transition from "Shake It Off" to "Wildest Dreams." The entire stadium goes quiet, except for her heart. Her heartbeat. So, like that. I mean, that not only is it an iconic like beat for that song and an iconic song, it just like the transit that transition was just great. I think in and of itself. I will also say there were two times I noticed both nights when the stadium went ridiculously quiet, and it was what Ruth just mentioned, and it was also during the last chord of All Too All, because she went quiet. There was no, the lights went down, and every instrument stopped, and it was just her singing those very last few words of All Too Well, her in the crowd, and it was kind of the same, um... Uh, I don't know atmosphere when mm-hmm. it when it dropped from the last beat of Shake It Off to the first beat of her heart. It the music stopped, other than that beat, and the crowd went quiet with it. Um, I guess to end, um, I think one thing that the three of us agreed was uh, Bad Blood being yeah. there. I love Bad Blood. I personally prefer the Kendrick Lamar uh, remix, and a lot of people prefer the other one. Um, but um, as much as I love Bad Blood, I think maybe it could have... Um, I mean, I, I, like I said, there's probably one Swifty in the audience out there who was probably crying and being very happy with Bad Blood. Personally, my personal opinion is I don't really care much for it. Like, I like it. But, but again, we're going with Greatest Hits, right? So. Yeah, So, but we have to go with Greatest Hits. Same thing with Shake It Off. There's going to be people out there who don't like Shake It Off, and the, but it's there to stay. Yeah, so uh, uh, with Bad Blood, I would... Um, agree, like, I, while I do enjoy it, it, I feel like maybe even just for an equally um, popular song from that, I mean, you could have done Out of the Woods. Like, oh, I wish we had. Like, yeah. uh, like, having the are you out of, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods? Are we in the, like, that yeah. would have been a great, like, ending to 1989. But I will say, I do like the Kendrick Lamar, but I like in the original, because she doesn't have that like rap. The the way that the beat goes in that with the 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 I I guess it's just the raising of that vocal in the like the beat in the background where it goes like I don't know how to describe it for people listening. Um, but if you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. Um, but just like the way that that like kind of like bumps up in the background, I think that is kind of like a fun. Um, thing, but, um, just, yeah, like the, um, I think we all agree that it could have been a different song from 1989, but also, like, we're going with the whole concept of greatest hits, so bad blood it is, right? Yeah. Well, uh, she ends bad blood, which I'm surprised she used that one to end bad blood and transition into the acoustic and um, set a part of her um, if you want to rap, and I don't know if she did it in uh, 1989, but we know that there's always going to be now a part of what she does, uh, acoustic uh, section for a surprise song. So 
she goes from, you know, we're like a bad blood and there's fire going on in the stadium and everything. And then to sit down and, you know, it's time to play the surprise songs. And we kept playing bets, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So now... now and, and, like, trying to manifest our wishes for the surprise song. So now that we know, based on the first four shows of her tour, it seems like she's doing one old song of and one name. new song mm-hmm. for the surprise set. So for, I guess we're good to go to surprise? So. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the one old song concept, though. So just to clarify, we're only four shows into a ridiculously long tour. So, you know, by the time this episode comes out, that could have changed. I don't know. But... For Glendale, the first night it was Mirrorball, 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 <laughs> which was a one of the recent album songs, and My Tim favorite. McGraw, which was her very My first favorite. song ever, which is the one I wanted, but whatever, Glendale, you have it. Uh, the <laughs> second night in Glendale, it was This Is Me Trying, a new song, and State of Grace, an old song. First night for us was our song from the very first uh, album, which I was very happy about, and then Snow on the Beach, which is a song I'm kind of give or take on. And then last night was Cowboy Like Me, new song, and uh, uh, White Horse, which is, again, from Fearless. It's an older song because it's from her second album. So for the first night, I was really happy she did our song because we had been going the whole night. And first of all, I didn't look up a single spoiler before this concert. I had no idea what was coming, and I wanted it that way, and it was beautiful that way. But I was constantly like, where is debut? So when we got our song, I was like, oh, debut is going to be, like, acoustic. How cool. No, that was it. That's all I got. <laughs> well, both shows, I got one song. It was our song, and that was it. Well, and so I will say, I mean, we definitely were all very, very thrown just throwing it back to folklore because of that. Let, let's go back to the beginning when she was talking about Seven and doing the written, you know, the, the spoken interlude of Seven is that... We were like, oh, we're getting debut, we're getting debut, we're getting debut. No, those are the lyrics to Seven. No, that's folklore. Uh, We got baited. Wait, (laughs) what? So the fact that we even got a debut song between the two nights made it, like, kind of bittersweet because we were like, all right, at least we get a song. But, like, do we want more? Yes. Taylor, if somehow you are a Patreon member and you this are This is listening- public. Oh. This is a public episode. Oh, okay. So Taylor, <laughs> if somehow you hear this, um, we are not complaining. We love the entire set. But also, if you listened this far into the episode, please add more debut. We, we love you. <laughs> um, so, so just to clarify, <clears throat> she does go through every era except for one. She does not do a debut era And unless it is a part of your surprise song, which it wasn't for us for the second night, and it wasn't for Glendale for their second night, unless you get that as your surprise song, you will never get debut. It's not a part of the tour unless she makes a change mid-set. If she decides after the tour first shows or after a month into touring or something, otherwise, for some reason, debut, it's just hanging by a thread. I don't... (laughs) Maybe it's a clue to... The, that that's the next one to be re-recorded, but I feel slighted as a person who fell in love with her on that album. Same. <laughs> and I'm not saying, like, that was my favorite album. Literally, you guys, there was a time when that was her only album, and it was all I listened to, because it was all that was available, and no one even knew who Taylor Swift was yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the fact that she would do an entire tour about all the eras she's been through, and not include the song that started it all, 
is baffling to me. I would love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting room. <laughs> saying, again, we're not complaining. We're just very surprised that... I just need an explanation. I genuinely do not understand. It's like it's like the human human nerve system. I know it's there. I know the circular... Ter- I know like somewhat how it works, but I don't fully understand the concept. That's how I feel about this decision. Like, I don't fully understand the concept. It completely baffles my mind. Like, at least we speak now. I understand that we only got one. And at least we, we got one. one. We still got one. And it's because it's a cult favorite. And, and we don't speak now. It's not full of hits. And it's not uh-huh. better. But I speak. But I feel like, you know, debut must have gotten at least one, in my opinion. Just so it can be represented. Because in the poster for the era store, there is a picture of her from the beginning. But... I'm very happy we got our song back when I became a Swifty during the Fearless era, right around when Love Story blew up on the radio, mm-hmm. and that's when it. That's when I joined in, and at that point, similar to you, she only had two albums out at that point. She only had Debut, and she only had Fearless. So for me, the only two albums I could listen to was Debut and Fearless. I with our song. Um, it it was uh, surprising again. I mean, I'm very very happy. I saw comments of like uh, online people saying. Vegas gets our song and my show doesn't? I'm like, I'm just here with like a smug look of superiority. Like, oh yeah, we got our song. I'm sorry, guys. And I'm sorry if you really wanted that one. But um, it, it it was very happy. I was very happy about that. And, and here's the thing. The one reason why we even got it in the first place was because one of the opening ads, um, Biba Doobie, uh, it's just a upcoming English uh, singer, and she grew up listening to her first or early work, uh, Taylor's early work, and Taylor dedicated it to her. Like, hey, she said that this is one of her favorite songs. I'm gonna sing it for her. So, thank you, Viva Doobie, for <laughs> inspiring Taylor. But yeah, second night we didn't get any debut. Um, and uh, at least during our song, our bracelets were glowing green. So. Even if debut didn't get its own dedicated set or section, at least we got a little bit of that ambience during the surprise song section. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was just gonna point out with the um, like with debut that you know, like with the surprise songs. I mean, I it's it's very. I mean, Taylor can pick. I mean, in the past, Taylor's taken inspiration from fans asking for things during meet and greets and then done it the next night. So the the big thing with the with the surprise songs is just they're a surprise for a reason. We're not supposed to know what they are. They are going to be different. And yeah, justice for debut because like what else, you know, we 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 can't have an era's tour without a um, representation. Yeah, without representation for debut, so we have to be able to have it in there somewhere. But <laughs> to have it one night, but not the second night. Um, and as far as like a a a theory about you know debut being next because it didn't get any songs like on one night of the tour versus you know like at least for enchant or like at least with Speak Now we were able to get. It, you know, it, oh, enchant, we get enchanted one, you know, it's one guarantee. song. Yeah, you get one song both nights. It's a part of the set, so it's a guaranteed song. Like, right. we know for sure it's going to be there because it's a part of the set. Right. And I think, I think the only reason it frustrates me, and you guys may have already talked about this. 
Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Paul out of the room, but the only reason it frustrates me is because we have eight songs from folklore. So I feel like we could have taken out, I, I don't know, at least one of them. And put in a, ta- a put in I'll a debut take, song. I'll say take out bad blood because at least with folklore, yeah. folklore is a recent album, so it needs to be. There needs to be more of folklore than the other ones. So I get that, but for example, one that could have kind of happened, it could have been bad blood. Yeah, and I'm sorry, bad blood, 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 bad blooders, blood, bad blood stands, blood, bad blood stands. Um, but. Um, yeah, I feel like just represent just one song. I mean, um, I know being being a speak now stand. Like, yeah, sure, I'm bummed that we didn't get Long Live or Sparks Fly, but at, at least, least we got that. the best one, the most, the biggest fan favorite one out of that. And at least we guarantee you to have every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but continuing with surprise songs, we did get Snow on the Beach, and it seems like she's doing, like I said earlier, she's doing a old song and a new song like Bethany uh-huh. read off earlier. So the second night, we got um, Cowboy Like Me and White Horse, which the thing about Cowboy Like Me is that it's one of the songs that I, I like it, but it's... Well, no, I would, I mean, I would say the same thing with Snow on the Beach. I mean, the, I think the only reason maybe that she sang that one was because Lana's, she was talking about Lana's record. And so she was like, well, should I sing a song? You know? And so she sung the song with Lana. Again, it's a, I like the song, but I don't, it's not my favorite. It could have been, it could have been another debut song. It could have been a Speak Now song. It could have been something else. It could have been literally anything else. Right. (laughs) But, 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 but for, but for the reasoning of the, the the mini monologue that she had before it, you know, it, it makes sense. Now, the second night with Cowboy Like Me, and White Horse. um and White Horse. I mean, Natalie was kind of starting to say about um what she liked about the Cowboy Like Me, but uh, well, Cowboy Like Me is not one of my favorite. Which I know sounds like blasphemy because I keep seeing online so many people loving Cowboy Like Me and so right? many people manifesting. I better get Cowboy Like Me for my show. And then the moment Vegas got it, they're like. Curse you, Vegas! How dare you get it? And and I, no and I was idea. just like, I you can have it if you want to. I I I like it, but I I I don't know. I'm trying to find out why is it so loved. Maybe I'm missing something. I mean, or the 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 teenage girl in front of us that screamed and broke all of our eardrums about screaming how she won the bet because cowboy like me was played, and we were like. Okay, I didn't realize that it was by the way like that big of a song. There is a difference between going cowboy like me to going it's cowboy like me. That's different. And I'm sorry if you're using headphones, maybe but then you might cut out this part. <laughs> Just lower the volume. Uh, but um, but but the one good thing I will say about cowboy like me, and it does make sense for this particular show. The reason that she did it is because we got Marcus Mumford a surprise. Guest, yeah, we got his guest, and it was Marcus Mumford, and who is from a band called Mumford and Sons. If you don't know who that is, you must be twelve years old and living under a rock. Check out at least a couple songs, of it, right? I like the band. Yeah. So uh, I actually have their entire catalog on my phone, but I also have the entire catalog for Metallica and Frozen. So what do I know? <laughs> um, but the reason that we got Cowboy Like Me was because apparently she recorded it in Marcus's studio. 
and he provided the background vocals. So we got to hear the two of them do it together, which was lovely. He has a beautiful voice, especially live, and it worked really well with the song. The reason that I was surprised is because I didn't know any of that. I wanted another debut song because we, you know, I'm selfish. I just, that's what I was hoping for. I, the night before we got a debut song. So I was like, okay, she's going to give us one debut song every night and it's going to be the surprise song. So I was really bummed that we didn't get it. And that's because I'm selfish because (laughs) even after 44 songs, I just, not necessarily that I wanted one more, but that I just wanted one from that era. Um, Before we head into the second surprise song, I'm going to preface by saying my experience when I went to rap. Um, During my show in rap, I got Breathe as the surprise song. Everyone around me is like, what on earth is this? And it was her first time she ever performed alive. It is a, it goes all the way back to Fearless. So there I am, crying my eyes out, just singing, breathe without, whatever it goes. I'm sorry, my singing is not the best. And I'm just crying my eyes out, and I'm so happy, and everybody around me is like, what on earth is she singing? What is this? <laughs> I say that because that's exactly what happened yes. last night, but with White Horse. And again, you guys can explain what you guys saw the around The girls here. in front of us, as we mentioned earlier, the girls in front of us and the girls behind us. And I say girls because they could, honestly, if they were 15, if they were older than 15, I would have been genuinely shocked and they have great <laughs> genetics. Literally screaming every single song. Even cute songs like f- from Folklore, Screaming Cardigan, for example. We get to White Horse, and Natalie and Ruth and I are pretty much the only ones in our sections who are screaming the lyrics. We're still not screaming because we're respectful of the people around us. But those girls got so quiet, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So I, quiet. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it was uh, – and I would say not even in our section, in the entire audience. Um, it, it was – you could tell there was a visible shift between Cowboy Like Me and and white horse and i mean i and and i say that lovingly knowing that pretty much everybody in that stadium is a swifty like the fact that like you can just almost tell either it's nobody's favorite song or nobody knows it or remembers it it. well i was gonna say about why can't they remember it? we just got a fearless re-release right exactly so even if you're a new swift even if you became a swifty like after even if you became a swifty after 1989 when she went pop or when Reputation came out, or Folklore. Fearless came out a year and a half ago. I guess, I guess it's... So, it, it's not necessarily that it's an old song, because we did get, like, a... Like a... Re-release. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess it's not one of those favorites, which I get. I mean, it's not one of my favorites. It's my so- first breakup song. I went through my first <laughs> breakup with that song, so maybe I'm just, like, emotionally, traumatically attached to it. It is not one of my favorites, but I will still... Just nostalgia alone led me to... Sus- just cry and sing the lyrics to my heart's content because on the start, like I said, I became a fan during that era, during Fearless. So, you know, I, this is one of the few songs that I had in, from her catalog. But it was so funny seeing, like, you know, people go from, like, what is this? To, you know, and then others were like, I'm not your princess. Yeah, and I mean, uh, even, like, putting that, you know, into... The way that she transitioned from Cowboy Like Me into walking from the, from playing acoustic guitar with Marcus Mumford to putting her guitar down and sitting down at the piano and playing her second surprise song was literally saying, well, we just talked about cowboys, guys. Can, should, 
like cowboys ride horses and we're all like Tim McGraw Tim McGraw yeah we know we already we know it was the surprise song in Glendale but we're like maybe we're lucky maybe she's gonna sing it again we're getting a Tim McGraw we're getting another debut song and then she goes so should I sing White Horse and it's like yeah we all love White Horse we ended up all screaming the lyrics to it but like we were I think we were then again upset because we were like expecting more debut no justice for debut (laughs) (laughs) I think if I could explain it to you guys in the best possible way Everyone listening is a Marissa fan. Why else would you be listening to this episode? (laughs) Imagine, if you will, if Marissa was like, hey, y'all, the new Instant Karma book is coming out. Just so you know, the new Instant Karma book is coming out. Surprise, the new Instant Karma book is coming out. Okay, um, my bad. It's actually this book that you've never heard of. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) come on. Or, or... If you were an original um, Marissa fan like myself, imagine getting Crest and hearing there's a new Marissa Meyer book coming out and assuming it's the fourth book in the series and a continuation of the cliffhanger we left off with at Crest and instead getting a backstory to Levana. Nobody is upset about that. It was a great book. But at the time, we all wanted winter. <laughs> so to equivalent this experience with something all of you might be able to understand, because if you're listening to this, you're a Marissa fan. Back in the day, after Crest, we did not get winter. We got Ferris. Winter came later. <laughs> we were all expecting a, ten- a continuation of the story that we had spent three books with, and instead went back in time to a character most people at that point absolutely despised in the series again, and still do. Again, we don't hate Ferris. It's a great addition to the collection. Right. It shows that, you know, it's like, you know, when you get your expecting chocolate ice cream and you get vanilla ice cream, like, sure, you're not complaining about the ice cream. Ice cream is still ice cream and ice cream is good. But you were expecting this different flavor and and, and it's, it's still a good flavor, but you were expecting the other one and your mind was ready for that flavor and then suddenly you see it's a different one. Like, you're not complaining. You're enjoying the ice cream, but it's still, it, 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 yeah, it catches if, you if off I, guard. If I could go along with that statement, it would be like if you ordered curly fries and got regular instead. You wanted curly fries. Regular fries are great. We all love regular fries. But if you wanted curly fries and you got regular fries, you're no longer happy that you even got fries. So, you know, I'm sure we sound a little selfish and, and I have to get uh, Natalie to the airport at some point tonight. So we're going to move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, I guess. Okay. Um, Are you guys ready to move on? I mean, yeah. I could give another food analogy, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at, what, at this point, she does something so cool to uh, move on to the next section, which at this point, we're, uh, we at this point have resigned ourselves that we're not getting debuted. Yeah. Right, because there, it's, especially there, that first night, we're we're still getting like because our first night we thought, oh, the view is reserved for that cute. It's like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. I like that. I, I can I, I can live with that. Midnight, and we already know there's only one era left, and it's midnight. So she dives dives into the stage. And that was really cool transition. And you yeah. know, the stage becomes like I said, like Bruce said, the stage is very interactive, and the stage is like looks water and everything, and then you hear. And- you know, maybe at midnight, and and, <laughs> and and well, and with that transition, I mean, there were very few times when light was actually on the stage during those transitions, where the stage actually has a hole in it, and you can see what's going on, at least from like where we were sitting in the stadium. Um, 
so they, they, you know, cut, you know, carefully make sure that that's a dark spot on the stage yeah. so that like you can't see. Yeah. So you can't see necessarily where Taylor is going to appear out of the stage or where she's going to disappear into the stage. She literally turns to the front of the stadium um, and says, bye guys, I'll see you in a bit. And uh, literally jumps, swan dives and jumps head first underneath the stage. And in the process of her doing that, the wa- the stage turns to water. And you hear a splash. And you hear a splash when she jumps, which I'm assuming she landed on, like, a mattress or something, like, on there, right? Because the- otherwise, ow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you see on the stage, as it looks like she's swimming underneath the stage from the top, from the, the end of the stage okay, back the up end to... End of the catwalk. Yeah, on the cat, through the catwalk, under... Um, up to the top of the stage, and then um, you start to you start to get that the rest of that transition. It's waves. You hear just crap like calm crashing waves, and um, and it, it goes from the sound. And it's a really great transition because it goes from the sound of waves to the sound of thunder to the sound of rain to the sound of me man midnight. Yeah. All these clouds appear. And the then, the room goes lavender because, as we failed to mention, there are bracelets throughout that we've got so much to talk about. You guys, there are. I might split this into two episodes. I don't know. There are bracelets throughout the entire show. Everyone is wearing bracelets, and so while wearing the bracelets, they they light up and interact like at any other concert. They go lavender, not purple. They go lavender. They go lavender. Then we get into the midnight era, which, which we had. Seven songs from, right? We had Lavender Haze, Antihero, Midnight Rain, Vigilante Bejeweled, Mastermind, and Karma. So even though Midnight's is the newest album, it still got less than Folklore. (laughs) So this is why we were talking about distribution. Like, we... It's not even necessarily that we're complaining. She could sing the alphabet, and I'll listen to it until my ears bleed. I just want to know the decision-making process. Like, yes, I expect, and I was already expecting that the last four members, the last most recent members of our musical family that haven't gotten a tour yet to get more time. I and if ex- you don't know what that is, in order, it's Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and Midnight's. And I expected that, and we everybody should have their expectations. Like, yes, those four albums will get more time. Understandably so, and that, and that is fair enough that they get more time. However, it's still got less than folklore, so yeah. it's so funny. <laughs> well, and I mean, even it, just talking about that, I mean, technically, on the first night, folklore got nine, right? Because of Mirabal because of or or on one of our nights, there was a folklore. Well, Cowboy Lake means from Evermore, isn't it? Yeah, but Mir- Mirabal was the first night of Glendale. Yeah, so like oh, okay. on select, uh, but on select nights, she's done a folklore song for the, one of the surprise songs. And, so and, to, she, and to, to play devil's advocate for that, the first night we got snow on the beach, so technically that night there were eight right. night songs. So, right. yeah. so yeah. that that surprise song does play a shift in the the distribution of how many songs were right. on which album, right? Because also Fearless usually gets three, but because White Horse was a surprise song, it got, it got four, four that night. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah, I just hope, uh, but with Midnight's, because I don't want to get off the Yeah, um, I mean, because, because for those of you still listening for some reason, I'm going to split this into two episodes because we're at two, we're at over two hours. 
I have to take Natalie to the airport soon, and I haven't fed her yet. <laughs> and we still have to finish the next seven songs. Like, so, that's how long this concert is. Yeah, so, I mean, so we start with Lavender Haze, which, I mean, I think is, um, as as we all know, I mean, it gives us that iconic line, meet me at yeah. midnight. But um, as a song on the album as a whole, I mean, while I do like it, it I, it's not my favorite on the album. Um, I mean, but I can't complain because we got Midnight Rain, which is my other favorite, like, is one of my favorites, um, along with Karma as the closer. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, we got Antihero, we got um, Bejeweled, Vigilante. I mean, I we was got... I by that one. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, honestly, the... Ch- if we could just talk about the transition from uh, Midnight Rain to Vigilante shit. Like, I would say real quick, while we're, while we're on the topic of, because you did it again, <laughs> we before we transition from the first statement Ruth made to the second statement Ruth made, Natalie and I want to give one more statement. Um, I wanted to say I wish we had gotten Maroon, because that's my favorite from that album. Or Paris. My, my favorite is Question, which I already knew would not... Even before... I did not see spoilers. I essentially saw the spoiler for the opening and the closer, but besides that, I didn't know anything else in between. I didn't know the order of eras. I didn't know anything else. But even before knowing the set list, I already resigned to myself that I might not get Question, just because it's not one of the most popular ones of mm-hmm. Midnight. So I was like, it's my personal favorite, but... Better get temper my expectations. It could be a surprise song. It could not. So I will just still enjoy the show and be happy because, you know. But, yeah, like, um, I think the choices were all really good. All those are popular songs. She went with the most popular ones, at least, you know, that we have, if you're in the fandom and actively involved in online discussions, you know that those Except are the ones. Except you're on your own, kid, which has been a TikTok. yeah. The one, one, I think that's what a lot of people are surprised about is that you're on your own kid was not part of there. But and then again, there's only so much you can fit. Yeah. <laughs> but so, Ruth wanted to talk yeah. about yeah. costumes. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just yeah, just in general the um, but yeah, I mean the whole like the transition. We're we're already in this like super upbeat poppy for for bejeweled, but then. Um, all of a sudden, out of the stage come the dancers. Me, Rain. Yeah, with with just chairs, and you're like, no, that's that was Midnight Rain. Midnight Rain. Then uh, no, she's no, yeah. no. It was it's bejeweled. Then vigilante shit. Nope, bejeweled. Vigilante shit oh, was first. Okay, well, either way, out of the stage, like all like all of a sudden, you just see like the dancers come out of the stage. And and with chairs, and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> what? I honestly, on? though, uh, on that topic, I did think it was going to be Bejeweled next, right? Because because in my mind, lyrically, yes, but also I did choir for a very long time, so I was thinking, yeah. So Midnight Rain to Bejeweled would have worked very well of a transition. But instead, it was vigilant. So I think that's why I was surprised by the tone. Right. I will say. But yeah, I mean, but just in general, like the the tone, the tonal shift to vigilante shit is was like, wait, oh, oh, and then and then I mean, guys, if you're not avoiding spoilers, find it online. 
it is crazy. Uh, like little, you, a little I, risque. I it's, it's a little risque for our younger viewers, but <laughs> I would say it's provocative. Definitely not PG thirteen. Uh, uh, it, it, this surprised me. Well, we're not sacrificing a real man, but remember, it reminds me. Every I was reading a beam before she even announced the tour. It, it was like, guys, the concert's gonna be rated R because she's gonna sacrifice a real man during that. <laughs> And you know, like, okay. no, which would have been fine. No, no, no. But <laughs> it, it, we all favorite. know who we'd pick, right? Or, <laughs> if we might rock, paper, scissors over someone whose name starts with an S and uh, someone else's no, name starts okay. with an S. We don't have okay for violence, though. We don't have okay for violence. <laughs> Metaphorically, sacrifice. Metaphorically, yes. <laughs> I'm going to drink my water. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphorically. 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 Now, I know my favorite song, so I don't, I don't want to, uh, personally, I'm not going to delve too much into it. Okay, Vigilante <laughs> is not my favorite song. I no. will say a few things. I did something bad, walked, so Vigilante <laughs> could run. Ah, agreed. Um, two, I think it was very provocative. Three, it definitely got a reaction from the audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, if there was no, like, if there was nothing else that, like, I mean, I, to to put it into perspective, somebody I heard somebody in the parking lot after the show say, "As a bi woman, man, was I turned on?" And oh, like, <laughs> right, exactly. But like, so if that was one person's opinion in sixty thousand people, I mean, I, I can't imagine what everybody else thought. But I mean, yeah, the pictures that I took during that, I'm like, oh. Those are cool pictures of Taylor, but also, wow, that's a different side of Taylor. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um, the the scene from Chicago, the musical Chicago. That's a, yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, either the Cell Block Tango or... Yeah, just, yeah. no, not either. That's, yeah. I was thinking of Cell Block Tango, um, but... Like I said, we're at like three hours, and I still need. To... I would say I was surprised about Mastermind being included there. Like, well, I, real quick, I, I want to say um, I have a couple favorites from that album. In order, you can go to if you want to join my Patreon, you can see the full list there of my rankings. But Bejeweled is on it, so I was pretty happy about that oh, one. Yeah. Um, also, earlier we talked about like Quentin's least favorite song. It's it's probably bejeweled, actual. Oh no! <laughs> I love that song, especially the like plinky plunkiness of it. And for some reason, it's like cringe for him every time it goes tit, tit, tit. like yeah. Um, so, anyways, bejeweled is a track nine, which I know the track five. Yes, can... explain your track nine theory though. My track nine theory. Yeah. Listeners don't know it as well as I do, so please. So, uh, track we all know that track five is known as the track five song. Mm-hmm. Like it's always the best one. More more underrated ones, but I feel like a lot of people have not been paying attention to track nines. Track nines, at least for me so far, have been absolute amazing, awesome songs. Uh, off the top of my head, I think Should Have Said No has is number nine. I'm looking for, it up right now. Should Have Said No is number nine, or number three, no, uh, for debut. Uh... We'll take a small yeah. two-second break just so we can... Okay, so Taylor Swift, which was her debut album, so track, <laughs> track nine was Should Have Said... Should Have... Should Have Said No. A banger. Should Have Said No. Which is a banger. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Evermore, track nine, what... Or should we go in order, I guess? Uh, order, I guess, yeah. Uh, Fearless, track nine was You're Not Sorry. Which is not the best one in my opinion, but it's a raw, emotional song. Right. Yeah. Uh, and a deep cut. I mean, yeah. Speak now. It was enchanted. Yes. 
Yes. Intended. And we all know it's a cult favorite. So, um, where is red on my little list uh, here? Red, it was. Um, that's where it can. Okay, so with my theory about track nines. Do you want me to keep saying all of them? Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Finish it and I'll say it. Yeah. Okay. So red was Stay, Stay, Stay. 1989 was Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dreams. Getaway car is... Getaway car for reputation. Lover was Cornelia Street, which is my favorite. Folklore was This Is Me Trying, and Evermore was Coney Island. And Midnight was Bejeweled. Right. Which is also the, what we started, why I'm going off about track nice when we, we're talking about Bejeweled. is that, yes, track fights are strong, but we're not paying enough attention to those track nines. So far, most of my favorite Taylor songs happen to be track nines. Wildest Dreams, Should Have Said No, Enchanted, Bejewel are some of my favorite ones, and they're all track nines. So every time she releases a new album... And Wildest Dreams is iconic. And every... So now, something I've been doing ever since... Because Enchanted, like I said, is my favorite song ever by hers. And ever since... This is something going back 12 years. Ever since Enchanted, ever since Speak Now, every time she releases a set list for an album, I immediately jump to track nine. That's I'm the like, first one you listen to in the album. You don't. I, I, I go in order, but the Do first. You? Okay. But the first thing I look at is, is like, let me look at the name of it. Okay. Um, this is me trying. It's not one of my favorites, but it's my comfort song when I have those bad days. Yeah. This is me trying. I'm trying. At least I'm trying. It it is not one of my favorite, but it's a, it's a good track nine. So pay attention more to track nines because I feel like they should get more attention than track fives are getting. And yeah, those which is pretty cool, but. I just um, love that song. I was gonna say, uh, I guess we can move on to the closers, which yeah, uh, Mastermind surprised me as a choice. Um, uh, I didn't surprise me because I mean, it does it does make sense in the sense it's of like the description of her as a human being creating everything, like, right? This and is, the Eras tour is the the definition of Mastermind because she created every that empire. Yeah, like you, yeah. all around us are people dressing up as her in all sorts of eras, even deep cuts. Someone dressing up as a traffic light, and someone <laughs> dressed up as a crumpled piece of paper, y'all. <laughs> I want to have a section about costume at the end. Right. But before we move on entirely to the end, though, I do want to talk about anti-hero. If you are like us and you were in, you know, faraway seats, um, anti-hero, she finally goes around the stage and waves to everyone. I will say, if you're behind the stage, that's all you're going to get from Taylor, and it lasts, like, long enough for her to go, it's me, hi, and wave. <laughs> so... But that's what you get. That's that's. Uh, least, I want you but, to know that you do get that one second from her. But I mean, it did. It did literally light up our section. I mean, oh yeah. she everybody she, waved. She waved. Yeah, she she said, "It's me, hi," and then and then waved at our section. And literally, I think every person in our section screamed <laughs> like and waved back at her. So yeah, but uh, yeah, until here, of course, we need to get that. Which, going back a little bit to me, uh, to not me, to Lover. Yeah. Um, normally, lead singles have always had the place in a the traditional tours that she does. Me, being a lead single, was absent from yeah, the set list. I noticed that. And it's because, well, as fun as it is, we know that, it's, again, some of those lead singles that people are like, why that one? A cruel Summer was right there. Um, and, and and me, honestly, I wouldn't have minded me. I would have sang with her. I'm pretty sure everybody in the audience would have screamed, um, spelling is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I can, but she looks at feedback online and she sees how her fans react. 
and she obviously removed me in favor or more of more popular ones for lover right um, and and as proof for you guys just because we are apparently doing lists right the the title release tracks that we've had so far she did do them all other than debut obviously but love story for was from fearless we are never getting back together was from red shake it off was 1989 look what you made me do is reputation cardigan was folklore willow was evermore um and uh anti-hero was midnight so so from the albums where we actually did get a a full you know set list concept that was there me uh, for speak now mine obviously was absent because always because we only got yeah that's now, now, but set for that one. even a song even then during the speak now tour it was over then. 10 years ago mine was still in the set list but right. yeah, it seems like to be that me is going to be the first song. I mean, sure, Lover's not getting its own dedicated tour, but it's, it's still its tour, and me is absent. And that means that she looks at feedback, mm-hmm. and and she sees that this one is fun, but it's not seems to be one of the favorites. Let's go to yeah. one more ones. With track nine, for example, Stay, 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 for some reason, it's a very polarizing song, which I don't get, which is such an upbeat and fun song, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. During the Red Tour, Red yeah. Tour, I think it was Red Tour, halfway through the tour, she it actually was... cut it out. And I guess because she reacted to the feedback of, it seems like this is not a huge fan favorite. Which is why we're all hoping that feedback like this will get her to we'll add a her. debut song. Like, we're manifesting it. Yeah. So she does listen to feedback, and, and we know because during the first two nights of Glen, uh, Glendare, she, uh, when she was doing the Willow set, she's like, I see all of you guys. You think I neglected Willow, but I didn't. This is my baby. Yeah. And she, she called it out. She beat the Willow allegation and I has picked up two new allegations. Yeah. The, you are neglecting your first child and you're neglecting your purple child. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we ended the show with Karma, which I actually really liked that choice. But I was terrified because at the end of mastermind all of her dancers were leaving and the waving. stage and waving and i was like wait that was it y'all i mean but as a faux closer like mastermind is a great oh like, yeah a great a, like almost stamp to end the to end the tour on being like hey listen i've orchestrated all of this I am a mastermind. Absolutely. Tell me about it. Like, 100%. and so, and then, and then for everybody to basically leave this, almost leave the stage. And then her as, go like, do you have one more in you? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then for it to be karma, it's like, okay, it feels perfect that that was the, the way that she had to do it. But also like, please don't scare me like that. <laughs> I mean, karma she had to play yeah. because it's karma. It's one of the We, things, we yeah. have all heard the theory. If you're a Swifty, you have heard the karma theory that there is a secret album named Karma that was supposed to come out between 1989 and Rep, but didn't because evil, wicked things were afoot. And so <laughs> it is the reason that we all get excited when we see the fact that Karma was spray painted in the music man in the music in the man music video. Um, it is the reason that she giggled herself silly when she announced, announced track the track in her new album was going to be called Karma. Um, and so I do think it was a great thing to end the the show with. Yeah, I was surprised it was the closer, but it makes sense that it is. Uh, at least, uh, oh, I say it's because um, normally artists end their to- their concerts with the biggest hit. Yeah, for um, speak <sighs> now to what she ended with love story. For uh, by memory, I, no, I, I have no. Speak now ended with long live. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't, 
Uh, I'm it up, but I, I, I have this woman's set list memorized way too much. I just, shit. I have the DVD, <laughs> and um, I feel like when I watched it on the DVD, Long Live was the end. But it's, her clothes are obviously a statement, uh-huh. and Karma is a statement. So at first I was like, I'm surprised it's that one, and not a more upbeat, let's go out partying kind of closer, and a more... Just flip the script for the hell of it and whatever. Um, and but then I realized, you know what? It makes sense that it is because it is a statement song. Um, but yeah, we all had fun singing it. Yeah, it, it was long. Long live was the closer for the regular set list, but love story was part of the encore. Okay, encore. my encore. DVD didn't get an encore. Encore. Yeah, a lot of people saying that we didn't get an encore for this tour. I I never expect an encore because I did me, not. In my experience, that songs. is. In my experience, encores are only things that happen in like movies and TV shows. Forty-four songs, or it's a planned encore. So she right. knows that she's going to get so much Taylor Taylor at the end, and then she comes out and she does an encore and song, and she has it planned and it's rehearsed. Encore songs too are pre-planned. Yeah, yeah. They uh, it's not like the the artist leaves and like oh I they're, they're, I finished, but they're chanting my name. Uh, I have to go out again. I, if that might have been the case in like the eighties, many and the times, 90s but and not stuff, anymore. But not right now. right now. What the artists do is that they leave but the stadium must stay off and you and everything is still the same place and it was a clear oh hey guys thank you guys thank you guys and they leave but but you know the moment the concert is done lights come on but when you know you're getting an encore when the artist says thank you guys and then the lights stay off yeah but in this case we did not get that yeah so yeah. um um I was not expecting an encore. It's a 40 minute, uh, 40 minute, 44 minute affair. No, 44 minute. 44, 44 songs, songs uh, affair. Yeah. And um, and honestly, like I said, I don't have complaints. I am still bewildered that, you know, the era that started at all did not get its time to shine. Even there if has to song. be a reason for it. I Look, can't imagine no one in that. The really, amount of people that go into planning this type of tour, I can't imagine that none of them were like, hey, you forgot one. So I have to assume there was a reason behind that decision. I don't know what it is, but I'm very curious. Yeah, so overall, awesome, 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 awesome show. Getting your money. Been waiting my whole life for this moment, and it did not disappoint. Three and a half um, hours. As somebody that was not able to go to the Speak Now tour, I got to experience Enchanted Live. And to say about the ending and about overall. Yeah, I mean, I I guess, yeah, like the, uh, there's, granted, I mean, there's a possibility maybe she'll do an interview after the tour is done or midway through the tour that she says, yeah, no, I made that decision because, surprise, I'm announcing whatever, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But there's also a huge possibility that, you know, be prepared to to never, like a, you may be wondering why. Yeah. Let me explain to you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and here I am to announce, you know, whatever. But, you know, there's also a huge possibility that we will be left wondering for all eternity why, you know, debut was slighted or why Enchanted only got one, you know, why Speak Now only got Enchanted played in the Eras tour. We don't know. I mean, it, that's, you know... There's no way to know what we will and won't get in the coming months. I mean, we can all hope that maybe she'll drop a re-record during the 
Tort. It's God. probably not going to happen, though. Drop but... everything now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about uh, we're talking about this information, and we have four shows to base it on. So, yeah, you know, if you're listening to the, if you just found the podcast uh, like six months ago, and you're listening to this episode in the year 2027, and you're like, "What are you guys talking about?" Keep in mind. First of all, I'm sorry that your voice sounds like that. I don't know why I did that. Um, second, of, <laughs> um, second of all, we're only four shows into a very long tour. All of this information could be outdated even just by the time this episode comes out, which I'm definitely going to have to split into two episodes because, my God, is it long. Maybe even three. <laughs> but right? but um, yeah. do we want to add anything else before we go into costumes because it's almost 9 o'clock. Um, overall, everything was fun. Like I said, your money is you get your money's worth, um, and she knows how to good put on a good show. Uh, I was singing my heart out, like even by oh the yeah, time, I lost my voice pretty much. But even by the yeah. time she was in the second sec, which was uh, fearless, um, and you know, in the middle of you belong with me, and I'm already losing my voice. I'm like, if this is just in the second section, I'm already losing my voice. <laughs> But you're getting your money's worth. Um, I do encourage you to at least experience it once. If you can. If you can, yeah. Okay, well, do you guys want to talk about costumes? Yeah. So, um, deep cuts. I know you recognize a lot of deep well, 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 we, we We can talk about the deep cuts for sure. Um, we we got to explain what a deep cut is for people who are mine. A deep know. cut would be... Uh, perhaps something that's not mainstream. Myself, I went with a Junior Jewels t-shirt, which is from the You Belong With Me Baby. music video. That's kind of the opposite of a deep cut. That's mainstream. That's yeah. very mainstream. Uh, dressing, um, that you you were kind of a deep cut. Nobody was dressed to speak now. No, uh, the first night, I was in a popular one, which is not a lot going on shirt, which is a very mainstream one. Yeah. Uh, but second one, it's, it's like that, it's kind of like a deep cut because the speak now, is what is referred as the speak now tour dress, mm-hmm. which is what is usually used to represent that era. And what she heard, what Taylor herself uses to represent that era with one of her uh, clones on stage wearing that, yeah. wearing that same dress that I was wearing. But yeah, so but, I, so the deepest cut I saw was online, so I can't use that. But the deepest cut I saw at the actual concert, I think, was the traffic light. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could also say uh, I I saw a few people wearing um, black shirts, but also yellow shirts that um, were from the Tumblr post where somebody used uh taylor swift's picture high and, school picture i think it was yeah high school picture where they said no it's becky and then, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, then and then and then she wore a shirt during 1989 era that said no no. Uh, yeah, no it's becky so it's really a deep cut of a deep cut and i saw a bunch of like not a ton of people but a couple of people wearing yellow and black shirts that said no it's becky so yeah, that's a, kind of the definition. I know the one that uh, Bethany mentioned already. Uh, I asked the traffic light was, if it'll be all right. Yeah, it was, and he had a he had a he was in a traffic light costume and he had a sign that said "I don't know." Right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, was a, it was a traffic light, and it, it, each the first light said "I," the second one said "Don't," and the one yeah, don't know. Yeah, and if you don't know, it's for, it's from the uh, from the death by a thousand cuts. So she uh, says, "I asked like, the traffic lights if it'll be all right." They say, "I don't know." Yeah, I mean, or the one that. Bethany saw online, which was somebody went as a crumpled piece of paper. <laughs> like, well, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. that's as deep cut as So, you something get. I was mentioning is, like, yes, with Mastermind, that she created that empire, you are surrounded by people dressing 
up as her in different eras or references. Yeah. And it was it, one of my favorite games was to spot other costumes and see like, hey, that, get that reference. Yeah. Like, you know, Captain America. Hey, I got that reference. Yeah. And then I you mean, got, or sometimes deep like references of references. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes you get the popular ones. Like there were so many. Not a lot going on shirts happening. There was a lot of junior, junior, uh, junior <laughs> duels. Junior shirts going duels, on. like what I did. Yeah. I personally, I was wearing a speak now dress, and I high five, and I wanted to high five. I high five one person, and I wanted to high five every single person that had something speak now related. And but it was one of my favorite parts. It's like seeing the costume and seeing I the references. Would say, um, another just to transition very well into the friendship bracelet concept. There were a lot of deep cut friendship bracelets as well. One of the ones I got was yellow and white and said, my mind is alive. Yeah. I mean, even just uh, like some of the things, not necessarily even the, some of the things that people put on them, but just like the intricate work that people put yeah. into their friendship bracelets. We got some from somebody that had... Um, I mean, we had tiny beads on ours, but I swear this person's beads were smaller than the beads that we use. And she actually put like a clasp on her yeah. bracelets. So that in and of itself takes how much freaking time? Yeah. <laughs> so either she's a dedicated, um, you know, she does this all the time and but like, we ex- do you want to explain the friendship bracelet thing that we were doing? I just realized yeah. we started talking about it without it's explaining. Because, yeah, if you're not a so, Swifty, you might not know what it is we're discussing. So please, right? Them. Yeah. So one of the fan projects, um, there were a couple of fans projects. I didn't really see anything for um, the other fan project, but the um, the fan project that we're currently talking about is the "You're on Your Own, Kid." Um, friendship bracelets, which um, references the lyric in that song that says, make the friendship bracelets, take the moment and uh, taste it, Um, where so uh, everybody was making friendship bracelets and then uh, we were and and then exchanging them. So that basically by exchanging friendship bracelets, you're making new friends at Mm -hmm. a Taylor Swift concert even where um, that song was not played during the set list. <laughs> and by the way, as a project, this isn't like Taylor said, go do this. This is just like, it's the same as one, two, three, let's go, bitch. For some reason, all of us Swifties were just like, this will be fun. And so, so yeah. a pretty large portion of us did it. I mean, I, I, I kept like any time that I was like, hey, do you have bracelets? Yeah. The, everybody who ever, like, they were like, oh my gosh, yes. So you could see and that arms like arms and arms and arms of them. Like, yeah. And, I mean, you could see that people like did it hoping that they were going to get people asking for bracelets. Yep. And the more people that they uh, like growingly saw asked for bracelets, the more excited people got. Like yeah. at one point I was in the merch line on Saturday night and some, and a group of girls ran up to the people in front of me standing in line and asked, Hey, do you guys have friendship bracelets? Do you want to trade friendship bracelets? And I mean, we are grown women. There were not, there was not a child in this group and we were like in middle school asking if we could trade bracelets. So like the joy that I think that you know this why brought, it's because it's because no one wanted to play with us as a little kid. <laughs> so now we want this friend. Now we want the friendship bracelets. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah. So I mean, just like so, if you weren't planning on participating, like I don't know do when. The, again, don't know when this is going to come out or if this is going to be relevant. But like, if you can do it and you still haven't gone to your show yet, 
do it. It is so much fun. Plus, like, Bethany, Natalie, and I had a ton of fun just sitting there together making them. Um, Well, a lot of it was because every time we went to make... This woman has so many songs that every time we went to make a bracelet, we all three of us would look at each other and go, what should we do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and there were people making bracelets like Meredith, because my Meredith is great, or deep cuts, deep, deep, deep references like my, my mind, mind is, is alive. alive. Yeah, that and, one like, and Natalie didn't even know about that one, but I think Ruth and I were both pretty yeah. excited. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, some people even did just ones that were like um, themed for the colors, so they yeah. were just beads. They didn't have any words on them, but they were just themed for like the different albums. They were as simple as T S E T for. Taylor Swift Eras Tour to, I mean, deep cuts like My Mind is Alive, Meredith Grey, um, Swifty, One Said Queen Taylor, um, not even All Too Well, but Fuck the Patriarchy. Like, so the amount of, like, different things that you could think could go on a bracelet can, and you should totally do it. Um, Basically take the moment and taste it. Yeah, exactly. Have fun. And so I just went, I ran and grabbed mine. Yeah, I <laughs> and, was, and now Scamp is here for the rest of the show. I so I got, I got Meredith Gray. I got The Last Time. Ooh. I got My Mind is Alive, Speak Now, Eras Tour, The Man, which is probably one of the prettiest ones I got just because of the beads, Taylor, Out of the Woods, Rep, and my personal favorite, Champagne Problems. And, uh, Ruthie, would you like to share which ones you got? Yeah, so, um, I got way less than, um, so, yeah, so I got, um, uh, with purple and pink beads, I got the patriarchy, I got one, the one one that was, um, really intricately put together and has a clasp is these really pretty or tiny, tiny orange beads with really oversized, like, chunky beads and says Willow. Um, the I got another one with really tiny, tiny, tiny beads that is Hoax. Um, and I have one that's just Betty and James. I have a Queen Taylor. I have a black and white with like the black cute like letter cute or letter cubes that says Swifty. Um, I have. I won't count that one because I made that one for us. Well, we um, should mention, though, that Ruth um, took the time to make three matching bracelets for the three of us with our with uh, with Eras Tour and our initials. So we all yeah. got to have our own matching friendship bracelets. Yeah, so even if for some reason something had happened and we had not, um, and we had not gotten any no. bracelets, we would still have had one that, to, like, mark as our friendship bracelet for right. the tour. I got... Um, and then oh, I also had one had, more, sorry. And then I have um, one that's got these really pretty iridescent beads on it that's uh, Cruel Summer. Yeah, I got You're On Your Own Kid. Well, the initials, because that's a long one. Right? Mirrorball, <laughs> Out of the Woods, Lavender Haze, Ready For It, Evermore, obviously my, the one's friendship that we made, and the one that I liked the most was Speak Now, for completely biased reasons. Um, and... And every time I tried to exchange, I was like, I was always, I would always say, you have a purple one? And, well, <laughs> you yeah. want to trade this one? So you can have another speak now. Um, and yeah. I'll take your ref one. 
Rev one. No, I'm sorry. I'll keep it. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it the episode. We'll see what we have. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it was a fun fan project. Basically, take the moment and taste it. Have fun. And then add your coffee. Yeah. yeah. And, and then... Um, I also have like a million supplies left over, so don't be surprised if for the next like 10 years, every time I do a giveaway, you get a bracelet just because we have so much left over. Yeah. And then, so... Um, uh, the other fan project, which I didn't really see too much reception uh, uh, around or, like, really that anybody kind of followed through with that, was the Tabo um, fan project. to people holding up their phones, but that was about it. Yeah, and so originally it was supposed to be... Um, I completely forgot about that, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so originally it was supposed to be during Lover, um, that we were going to light up a rainbow. Um, they changed that prior to the, um, after the first or second night of Glendale, but before our shows in Vegas, because, um, they, because she had the, um, the bands for every person in there that were already lighting up with hearts and with rainbows and stuff like that. So we didn't really... I, they didn't have that going on, and then she moved it to Enchanted. Uh, they moved it to Enchanted. I didn't. It, I personally didn't see a single person uh, doing it. I told a bunch of people about it, but it doesn't seem like it, that one really caught on as much as the yeah. The artist just wanted to make like a fun, like colorful and amazing ambience, <laughs> but yeah, like a but but yeah, but lover collage kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. collage kind of thing. But but lover was was lighted up pink and during Enchanted it was all purple so I can understand why it didn't work out too well it was, it still it just it still shows the dedication that the fandom has like I said this empire Taylor has built and the fact that you know you got people dressing up in all her eras you got people exchanging bracelets getting you know references tell me another artist fun. that has stuff like this going on at their concerts I mean yeah. I'll wait yeah, there there might there might be a few, but to this to this scale, extent and scale, I I like you might me. see it a lot in like you might if you are a K-pop fan like me, you might see it in K-pop like you know you have light sticks and you have like some things that are created for fans to do, but those are more right. But that's marketing. That's not but, something that fans decided. So to something do. there's a lot of things yeah. that fans to decide to do, but many times it's the the marketing team encouraging people to do it, which it's not bad at all. Like it's fun, and I love that fans follow along. But this is something, all these things were just organically born, or born organically. And, yeah, and it's very fun. But Yeah, and so, um, I will say one thing, of course, it's at the end of the episode, so... Yeah, we, can go, into, like, this, we can go into our final thoughts at yeah, this point. Yeah, if, if you've listened to this point, because um, I, I, when I was just pulling out my bracelets, this reminded me as something that maybe should have gone in the tips and tricks at the very beginning. But um, keep your little tab for your bracelet. Oh, you can yeah. choose. You can choose to recycle. They do have spots um, in the stadium for at the end of the show to be able to recycle your bracelet. If you're not a huge mementos person, you don't need to keep it. It's going to take up space. But you can put that tab back in the battery so that it doesn't waste the battery and you can keep it as a memento. Um, so kind of, you know, something that probably should have gone at the beginning. If you're still here and you get this and it helps you for your for your show, I'm really happy, happy I was able to help. <laughs> that leads me into what I typically do on a Patreon bonus episode. But because this is public, here you go. If you have made it to the end of this episode... Email princekaifanpod at gmail.com. I made it. T.S. You will get a free digital bookmark, all too well themed. You're welcome. <laughs> if you make it 
to the end of this episode and you email me, I swear, that's what you're going to get. Because I genuinely want to know how many people hung in there this long. Even after splitting this, I'm going to split this down the middle because... Oh, into three. Oh, I have to. But, I mean, even after splitting it down the middle, it's going to be like an hour and a half. So, yeah. Yeah, both Thank sides. you. Both sides. Thank you for doing that, for spending that much time with us. Talk about Taylor. Yeah. And your reward will be a, a digital bookmark. I'll send it to you. And okay. I'll, I'll make bracelets to send to people, too. Yeah. I mean, I, okay, so I will say this. If you were able to break this into two episodes and listen to this whole thing, you've made it through Taylor's concert. Now, if you've got tickets, go there. <laughs> and if you did not get tickets, pay attention to the day of. Join Facebook groups. And pay attention to the day off sales as well. And mm-hmm. to Ticketmaster doing their questionable Evil, habits. habits. Questionable decisions. But I will pray and I will hope that you get one and keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're done with the episode. So Yay. instead of what we normally say, what I'm going to say is long live the queen, Taylor Swift. Long live. Long live the walls we crashed through. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Good night. getting sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. It's not working, Harold. People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com.